Welcome back to Mishnah Bayom at Home with Gabi and Kayla Kraus. We are up to Mesechet Shkalim, Perek Gimel, Mishnah Gimel. Hi, so we're in Tractate Shkalim, and we're in the third Mishnah of the third chapter. Um, we're going to do a little introduction. So the first part of our Mishnah is going to deal with an interesting uh, custom that the the house of Rabban Gamliel, uh, Rabban Gamliel was one of the famous, um, also from the family of Hillel, uh, one of the famous uh, Nesim or, you know, uh, Princess? Pre- uh, president of Israel, whatever you would call it back then. Um, you know, they were, this was the leadership family. And, um, so what was their minhag? Uh, they always wanted to, uh, donate their, um, uh, at the time, um, when the, the first, um, donations would be taken out of the treasure house. Um, because at that, you know, this way they'd know that when the money that they're giving is, is going to go right away to, uh, to a korban or, you know, to some, you know, uh, something for the, for the, uh, Beit HaMikdash right away. Um, second half of the Mishnah is going to teach, um, a different halacha that, 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 um, is also related to this, um, this time that they would go and they would actually collect, um, the, collect the money from, uh, the storage, uh, treasure house. Um, okay, so okay, let's take it away. Inside the Mishnah. Shel bet Rabban Gamliel hayan yichnas v'shiklo ven etzbaotav v'zirakol lifnei haturim v'haturim mitkaven v'dochakol zakupa. Okay, uh, let's explain. Afal pi shakol haturim machatid ha-shakel shutaf betrumat ha-lishka hanitelet miklal chatae ha-shkalim. So even though Every person who donates the half shekel is participating together in this uh, big donation to the treasury. Uh, and all these half shekels are, you know, it's it's this uh, general donation. So even though we have uh, that. So, Shliach Bet Rabban Gamliel Hayal Nichnath Lishka, Shaban Ner Hachuma, Vehzik et Hatsayash Glim Sharaban Gamliel, Uvnevato Benet Botav. So, a special messenger from the house of Rabban Gamliel, he would go into the treasury where they were, you know, doing this uh, donation, and he would hold the half shekels of that household of Rabban Gamliel in his fingers. Uleine Hamemune. So he would throw them in before the eyes of the person who was in charge. He would throw those coins right on top of all the other half shekels in order that the person who was doing the donation would make sure to utilize his in the Truma Halishka. The Shemkach Hechzikan Benath Botav, the Haven Hetev, the Hechan Yipolo. I guess he was holding it in his fingers to make sure that they would fall in the right place. Can you explain that, Gabi, a little bit? Why? So, what was the intention here? 
So, Betalmud HaYerushalmi, Mevoar, Kinagu Chayin Mishum Zrizut Mitzvah. The Talmud Yerushalmi explains that the, uh, Rabban, uh, the house of Rabban Gamliel, they were, this was like their mitzvah. They were very into this uh, mitzvah. Um, and they were just so excited about donating to the temple um, that they just like, they had to make sure that it was used right away. It was like, you got to use our coins. You got to use our coins. We're just like, uh, um, and so, you know, they would, uh, when, when it was brought, I mean, obviously they had some clout, you know, he was the leader basically of the Jewish people. Um, but they just, they just love the mitzvah so much that, uh, you know, they said, we want, we need to donate right away. We want to, we want our money used right away. Um, so let's go to the next part of the Mishnah. So now we're. This is the the second half of the mission of that is talking about the peculiar, uh, you know, um, custom that they had. Um, so the. Um, What's the mamuna? Uh, the uh, the guy appointed over the appointed one. Okay, so the appointed one. Uh, the I guess treasurer. yeah. The let's say let's just call him the treasurer. Okay. Okay, so the treasurer, um, the guy who was appointed on the treasury house, um, wouldn't. Levatzer um, is like go through with it. <laughs> to, okay. Uh, right. He'd be like waiting for the signal. Uh huh. Um, so it's like, okay, do we, do we, uh, take, you know, do we, uh, finish the job here? Uh, do we take the money out of the storage house and, and start setting it aside for, you know, these are going to be for Corbinot, whatever it is that they're going to do with this money. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's waiting until the Nitzavim that are outside the Lishka. Nitzavim are the people standing outside of yeah, the So they're house. just, yeah, so it, it doesn't say who these people are, but. Okay. okay, so they'd say, um, so and he would say to them, Etrom, like, is it time to to take, uh, to take the? Uh, Should I what's donate? A good, right, what's a good <laughs> word? Yeah, should we donate? Like, are we donating? Um, here the donating is is here the donating is like, I don't know. I guess, I, well, I guess you could say it's they've collected all the money and now they're going to put it in the treasury house. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's a better way of thinking of it. Okay. Right. They have the pushkas. They right? have the pushkas. So it's like now we're going to take it out of the pushkas and we're going to give it to the donate. Whatever. It's this is the time when it's officially like okay now it's part and of. We talked about before like yeah, if you treasury. do it like what happens if you do it after this official time happens and there's different hashlachot. Uh, okay. So he said okay is it time to donate? Trom. They say, yes, donate. So it wasn't like three times Shayla and three times answer. They would do it. They would cycle through this back and forth three times. So he would say, should we donate? Donate. Should we donate? Donate. Should we donate? Trum, right. trum, trum, so they, why did they do this? Because they wanted to like make a little show of it. They wanted to publicize that now. Make it official. Like this yeah. is happening now. It wasn't just like 
the guy also speaking wasn't in happening. his head like okay right. now i'm gonna do it no he's like verbalizing it and there's people there and, there's and it's no money audience. and it's money and it's there's, you know it's like uh, you want it being done publicly people see what's going on nothing's being done behind closed doors there's no secret you know money exchanging going on it's like it's very public anyone that was around there at the time would hear them you know you know scream out time to donate time to donate. like and that would be at least you know a number of seconds when during that time that you'd see what was going on right. they know what was going on it and wasn't like it, a secret and this is very interesting because it reminds me of the mishnah in Menachot, which um we're familiar with from this time of year which is Sfirat haomer when they would do the uh, omer offering right after you know, the uh, on the second night of of passover they would go down to a field and they would have a big 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 ceremony and they'd have also this big loud question answer and there they would say it was a whole thing but part of it is which is should i should i reap the barley and they yelled out that's exactly him, what the bartender yes. says oh the there we go there you go you see that ha 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 First they take the magal, which right. is the second one, and say, there's three of them, the three shlichei beitin, the three um, messengers of the court. Such a talmidah chachma. Oh. I, just, I love this. Le, yeah. I do skits with kids with this. So mm-hmm. we have uh, we have sickles. They're actually from a, from a costume store. They had to cover up the uh, the blood on the plastic with the tinfoil. But anyway, so they take it and they say, this sickle, magazo, and everyone else uh, yells out, uh, hen, which is yes, magalzo hen, magalzo hen, and then they have also a kupa, which is a basket. Here in our Mishnayot in, in Shkalim, we talked about the kupa being more of a pushkamo that they have charity, but in um, with the barley offering, the kupa was a basket, and they said kupazo, kupazo. And there's a couple other ones, but then the haktor sounds a lot like the of the etrom trom. So there we go. There you go. The hen. I'm just going to read the end of the Bartanura. So that another example of this is with Chalitza, Chalitza which you want to explain Chalitza for a second? Chalitza is um, Yibum. I don't know what the English translation okay. is for Yibum. I don't remember now. Okay, well. It's it, when okay. um, it's when um, a guy dies who's married, uh, childless, and there's an eligible brother or yeah, a brother available that, mm-hmm. that is not the famous eligible, story. meaning like theoretically, if he was married to her sister, or something, he wouldn't be, he couldn't marry her at all. Actually, would you still do Khalidza? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the point is, if he has a brother um, um, that could theoretically marry her, nowadays is all we, uh, we don't do Yubum nowadays, but back in the time, oh, Leverite, Leverite marriage, Leverite or something? I don't it's, know. Some, it's some word like that. I don't know how to pronounce it. There is some, um, there are some cases but where they basically, do do this, by the way. Uh, in the Torah, um, the famous cases with root, with root. Right. So in in the the in the Torah, um, the the standard would be that if God forbid a guy died and he had no kids, um, oh no, the original story is Yehuda and his sons, right, with Tamar, um, that his oldest son died and then right. the next son was supposed to marry her and. The idea was that the next son would they would mar- they would name their first kid the name of the f- oldest brother that it would be like a way that he would like live on kilu mm-hmm. you know basically the brother would take the place of the older brother marry this woman mm-hmm. and they would have family and they would sort of be 
it would sort of tie in his older brother, like that his his older brother like has a continuation too in a way. Um, And then that was the famous uh, Onain. He didn't want to. He didn't want his legacy to be tied up with his brothers, and he decided that he wasn't going to follow through Mm -hmm. um, with Tamar. And you know, and God killed him for that. uh, In you know, injustice or whatever that evil act that he did. Um, But in the Torah, you have an option to do this, and you also have an option not to do it. For whatever reason, there's for whatever reason, you know, uh, someone would not want to marry their, you know, their, you know, their sister-in-law, um, and so there is a prescription. And so the famous case of this is in, uh, like I said, um, where there was a relative closer than Boaz. And he had to he had to do this chalitza ceremony. His name is Ploni Almoni. Right, they don't give Dada. his name. They <laughs> want to protect him uh, because it's you know it's not necessarily a it's not a whatever you know marriage is t- you know finding the right, right person is hard and doesn't you know just because she's amazing doesn't mean necessarily for whatever reason she was right for him or whatever and so we're not embarrassing him but. He's never going to be famous. That's <laughs> I never, I never heard that take on it. Yeah, it's like he's not, you know. I heard the he gave it up, and so now he won't be remembered. Well, okay, <laughs> he he's not remembered, but he's also not remembered for the Gennai either. Like, mm-hmm. he's just, he's just not, he's just not important, right? Mm-hmm. He could have married this amazing uh, Gerrit, but he decided not to, and mm-hmm. so he had some, you know, uh, so in the anonymous shoes, life. Yeah. But anyway, in the so shoe yeah. spitting ceremony. Yeah, so he has to take off his shoe. And there's some kind of spitting that goes on, whatever. It's it's a way of showing that uh, you're not interested. Yeah. As simple as that. There's not the scope to get into the whole um, uh, thing. But um, basically, they would also go back and forth, and they'd say like, "Chalutzanal, uh, chalutzanal, chalutzanal shlosh pamim." So what does that mean? Chalutzanal. What would yeah, you say? Chalutz is chalutz? to take, take off, off your shoe in Hebrew. They take it off, on and off. No, no, no. They would just say it. Three just times, say. I think. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, in in Hebrew, there are special words for like taking taking off ah, certain right, right. like parts okay. of like to put on a shul. Is, uh, a shoe is called lin ol naal, and to take it off is lachotz naal. There's like a special word for just. It's not just like take on and put off. We take shoes very seriously. Yes, we do. So anyway, mm-hmm. so that's very interesting. And one last interesting tidbit on the <laughs> chalutza um, uh, with the yibum. I heard recently that um, in okay, oh, we oh no, no, that's what I wanted to say is that um, is that nowadays the nowadays, nowadays in halacha you, no one does yibum really? anymore because okay. because even though there's movies about the concept um, we don't do it because um, we are very careful that maybe there were, that that you're not having the right intention um, because it's a very specific intention you're marrying this person okay. to to. Um, continue the line of of the brother, it, you know, and if it's like if there was some kind of, you know, whatever, other just general type or whatever, I don't know. I, would, nowadays, okay. I don't think I think it's just standard that they do. I Khalid heard Sam. a story but that I, I in, the for, in the former Soviet Union, oh, right? well, you know. before the fall, well, of the I don't iron, know what happened behind the iron curtain. <gasps> well, before the iron curtain fell, there was a woman. She had uh, she was one of the refuseniks, and she was able. She had been granted per- permission to come to Israel, um, but then there was a situation where her husband, um, her husband died, and she, um, and they had were childless, and she had this brother-in-law 
who was in behind the Iron Curtain, and she is not able to marry anyone who she wanted, and she became religious before she wasn't. Well, that's the thing. Even though we don't really do yibum, you have to do chalitza to free yourself of this bond. She was not able to remarry the man of her choice until she would do this chalitza ceremony with with her brother-in-law. And they went and they went through the head rabbinate and everything like that and and they came up with all these questions and answers back and forth, uh, right. uh, uh, questions, right. and to see. And I think in the end, they were able to. And he didn't want to come to. He didn't want to come to Israel, even right. though they got him permission. For sure, it's a mitzvah in the Torah. It still exists. Permission to go there. The connection. In the exists. end, they were able to get get the permissions and all that. But then they were able to figure out a way some halachic loophole to say that it was okay. But it's very interesting. Yeah. So up. that's the thing is that it's of course. Um, Yibum exists. There's nothing, uh, you know, halacha doesn't, you know, the Torah doesn't change. Um, but halacha adapts, right? So nowadays we don't, you know, people are not on the level of Yibum, but there is a, I think it's called Zika or something, but there is an automatic connection when the husband dies um, that um, that she would have with, one, with the brothers mm-hmm. and with all the brothers that are alive, that are, uh, you know, available, there is an automatic connection. Um, so much so that it's 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 almost it's like kedushin. It's like the first stage of marriage. Wow. Um, and you need an active way to destroy that connection. It needs an active destruction in order for her to marry someone else, mm. and that's only through chalitza. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what they do nowadays. It's just like if such if God forbid a situation like that occurs, the basin just they do a chalitza automatically, and that's it. Right. You know. Uh, I don't know if people really wanted to do a yubum nowadays. Maybe it's possible. I don't know. I, I, you know, something we could look up. I guess that's something interesting but, uh, to look up. And also, I heard once they had like a specific shoe they used to use and ship it around. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm sure. This is definitely an interesting uh, topic to look up. Not beyond the scope of this. Podcast, yeah, but also but just because it was kind of short. Just um, also the Bartanura about um, just explaining of of, um, of the Rabban Gamliel's uh, custom. Mm-hmm. So. It just, you know, I'm not, I'm not even going to just read and translate. We're just going to say that basically, like, remember what we said, like, there was money in this treasury house, and not all of it went right away to Corbinot. They would fill these three baskets, mm-hmm. and they would take from those baskets, but there would be extra money in the treasury house, right? Mm-hmm. We didn't always use it. But they wanted that every year that they gave, that it would actually go into their these shekels. baskets, would their be used, shekels. right? They didn't yeah. want their money being extra storage you know like an extra backup money or whatever they really they just love this mitzvah so much that they just they just needed their money to actually go towards uh towards the korbanot right away you know this they just felt such so strongly about it so that's that may we merit that our half shekels will go to help uh, rebuild the temple soon thank you for joining us see you next time at home. Hi, we at Mishnah Bayom at Home would like to endorse dailygiving.org. We've been learning about Shkalim and the Chetzi Shekel that all the Jewish people bring um, as a beautiful way that all the Jewish people can donate same amount um, to the Beit HaMikdash for communal offerings and things like that. Dailygiving.org is a way that nowadays everyone can give a dollar a day and donate to 
very nice causes and give tzedakah in a very meaningful way where you can see where your dollar goes every day. They send you um, updates daily, um, where your dollar goes daily. Um, it gives you a little explanation about the charity um, and what the cause is. And, um, and they tell you that your dollar is one of, you know, uh, thank God it's growing. So one of thousands of dollars that are going to be donated on that day um, to these charities and it's a very special feeling that you feel like you're part of something bigger than yourself. Even though everyone's only giving a dollar, it's like the half shekel. Even though you're only, it seems like you're giving a small donation, but when the entire Jewish people get together and give a small donation, it adds up quick. And so um, any, anyone listening out there that's lo looking for a very meaningful charity to give to, um, you know, they, they ask for a dollar a day, and um, it's just, it's very meaningful when you see all these dollars add up to thousands of dollars a day being given to tremendous organizations. Um, so check them out at dailygiving.org.